This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome everybody to What to Hops. Brian, Adam, Eric, and Shannon's here too. Hi. So if you hear some random, uh, you know, background in the background, that's that's her. Uh, Savannah's taking the week off, so we're here to talk because we're here to really kind of talk about hockey, man. The fucking season has started, Don't and uh, fucking go, baby. Probably the time. That this gets released, I don't know, we'll probably be like two, three weeks in. And uh, the Sabres might be like back down to earth. Right. The the um, top four teams in the league are the 2006 fucking uh, Eastern Western Conference Finals right now. So, I mean. That's true. I saw that the other day on Twitter. That's when I uh, discovered heartbreak for the first time. Like one, two was us in Carolina, right? And then three, four was Edmonton and. Uh, yeah, Edmonton actually. And, and, yeah, yeah, but that's before they went and. And they're still undefeated. Carolina, man, that fucking team, dude. Some celebrations, man. We watched uh, watched the end of their game on Friday. I thought I'm, I thought their goaltending would be like screwing them. It's still early, but I mean, Mrazek is a decent enough goaltender to kind of hold his own as long as like. You're not really winning them. You're not giving up too many shots on them, right? Well, even the backup, they lost. Who they lose in the offseason? Um, they they traded DeHaan to Chicago. Um, McElhaney, did they re-sign yeah. McElhaney? No, they lost McElhaney, and then they signed somebody. Well, where's he now? Fuck if I know off the top of my head. Did he, hang on, let's look at the draft board. Did he get no, drafted? No, nobody, nobody has him in our league. I don't think anybody... Actually, I think he did get drafted. He has to be on somebody's team. But yeah, no, the Sabres have started off hot as shit. I mean, we're, what, six games in now? Yeah, what four zero and one, five games. Five, yeah, yeah, four zero yeah. and one. So, so I think you know, new coach, but didn't really get a lot of marquee free agents. But total different style. But shirt up the blue line. You're and on, on the puck. It's not even not even just that, but I mean they're on the puck, every puck. There's Brian's boy, my boy Riley Smith. Thank you. See you later. I'm just I'm surprised at the amount of stretch passes that they're making center ice. Colin I mean, Miller Colin Miller has been Holy fuck. He's Colin been Miller. he's been the MVP of like the the beginning of the season pretty much. He's yeah. just like smooth as shit, dude. Yeah. Got a rocket of a shot. That kid that kid's been making making plays underneath big time. Pretty strong in his own end too. Yeah. You know? I mean he's he's top Top line defense. Well, he's when, paired with Darlene, and he's. I mean, Darlene's been really good, and then he's had some moments. Yeah, he's he's had a couple shaky games, but that's expected. I mean, when the kid's fucking nineteen what, years old, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he had a good first year, and you know, you got high expectations for him. Uh, you're the leading defensive scorer in the league. So. Well, he's got what seven points? Seven. Yeah, I think uh, Dottie might have crept back up there, but still, but. Oh yeah. man! Seven I got, points. I got, I got Heiskanen on my on my uh, fantasy team, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be that guy that says Heiskanen's just as good <laughs> and start and start the Twitter bullshit. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> the whole fucking argument back and forth. Nope. No, no. There's no there's no question on who's better. 
Dowling's fucking better, man. Like they're yeah. like if you want to try to argue it, you're just you're just you just butt hurt the trying yeah. to. I mean, what was it? Game two where he he went in that on the goal, second period. He took it took the, def- the first defender game. on. Went, the first game they took from Reinhardt. He took the backhand sauce, came in, pulled yeah. up, and went right upstairs like it was yeah. nothing. Went backhand, forehand, ripped ripped the top shelf. Yeah, you know, now, like you're in so tight to do that. That's insane to make that move. Well, right before the end of the period, too. Holy fuck! When did Mike Green retire and get in the studio? <laughs> it's not, but look at that. <laughs> I think that's McKenna. Is it that is McKenna. McKenna. Yeah. yeah. Now we're uh, we currently have on the uh, Vegas LA game that's on right now. It's a nice Sunday night. Uh, finishing the first week of fantasy hockey, pretty much with yeah. uh, three games, and uh, might as well watch. The Vegas Golden Knights play the fucking LA Kings, I guess. And watch my goalies go up in flames. No, I mean, at this point, it's just par for the course, right? Taking those those forward points, whether it's assists or power play assists or plus minus. Uh, my team is scoring. That's about it. I mean, scoring and I'm hitting, so. Yeah. Hey, so- thanks, Mark Scheifele. Fucking minus four. <laughs> so, yeah, we're uh, currently actually drinking a, I guess, to... Um, in tribute to Canadians, and in tribute to Canada's sport, and because it's Canadian Thanksgiving. That is true. Um, you know, we're drinking a Founders CBS from 2017. So, yes, we still got the Mountie on the bottle. Damn right. Um, Keeping that bottle. If you don't know what it is, it is a Imperial Stout brewed with chocolate and coffee, aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. Sitting at 11.7%, and I'm pretty sure we've done it on an episode before. Um, I don't think it was a 2017 version. I can't remember. I've it might no have been idea. 2018. Like I said, I don't know if this is the bottle I dumped on the ground to feed the dog. So Yeah, but... Oh, fuck me. It's smooth as silk, though. I got Mark Giordano going, and he's already got 14 block shots. <laughs> I'm up by four right now, and I need this category. I mean, I'm winning. I got the. I'm locked up. I'm gonna win. Yeah. But I need Florida to let in a bunch. Oh, he's good for a beach ball too. Nah, he was three years ago, but then all of a sudden he got good again. Yeah, see, Fleury's still. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes, mm-hmm. he has yep. to be. He has, has to, to be, be, man. Let's go what, two so he's cups been to three cups. He's got three cups and has been to five cups. Yeah. In modern day. Like I mean, I, anything post oh five oh six at this point is a whole different league. His well, numbers, his career numbers and stuff, his stats, man, they're they're up there too. Well, his longevity too from that position. I but mean, he's only like thirty. I mean, he's hit, yeah. But when did he start? Though? He's hit a thousand games, right? No goalie. I think he's at like seven something. Goalies okay. are weird, man. They're not. I know. I know. He just hit like a milestone. I can't. I couldn't remember what it was. It's it's hard for goalies to hit. Yeah. Keith Yandel just hit fucking eight hundred. Uh, consecutive game plays. He's like the longest American ever, which is... I think Nick Backstrom just hit 800 or 900 games. Well, uh, Yandel's 800 is consecutive games. That's insane. That's, that's And fucking crazy. Cagliano would be up there chasing the record still. Fucking asshole uh, Carlisle. I think it was Carlisle just benched him. Yeah. Yeah, the was. dude played they, with his x-rays of fucking teeth stuck in his gums. <laughs> like, he had teeth inside of his fucking gum. Or not gum, his lips. And he plays through that shit, but that guy just decides not to play him. Well, I mean, did Fleury get drafted and he started right away, right? First overall. That, that, yeah. I don't know if he went right in, but that was... Is that the 0-3 draft? 
Because yeah, who was who was Pittsburgh's goaltender before him, man? Tebow? Tom Barrasso? <laughs> Tebow was there at some point, wasn't he? It might have been, actually. Nami was there, right? He might have, like, I feel maybe. Nami backed up one year, like, five years ago. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm trying to think, yeah, who was their starter before that? I mean, but Pittsburgh also before that was a kind of, like. Yeah, you it know. was before Crosby and Malkin came aboard. All three drafts, the, a.k.a. the best draft ever. Flory went one overall. Eric Stahl, two. Nathan Horton, three. Zhirdev went fucking fourth to Columbus. Thomas Vanek, close to my heart. Thank you very much. <laughs> Milan Mahalik, or sorry, Mil- yeah. Mahalik, yeah. Ryan Sutter, Braden Coburn, Dion Phaneuf, Cast- Andre Kostitz, and Jeff Carter. Holy fuck, this draft, dude. Still can't believe the shit. Dude, you get into you get into the teens, all right? At 17, Zach Parise, Eric Fair had a decent career. Eric Fair played fucking 652 games. He's still going. Oh, no, sorry. He played last year. He's not playing this year yet. Getzloff, Burns, Mark Stewart. Mark Stewart hasn't played in a couple years. Some other pool yacht. Yeah, he hasn't played in a fucking long time. You know. Ryan Kessler, Mike Richards, Anthony Stewart, Brian Boyle. Corey Perry and Patrick Eves are still in this thing, too. And Eves, his career got shortened because of that weird, like, disease syndrome thing that he's got going. You know, uh, so Pittsburgh was running from basically 2000 to 2003. They were running with Johan Hedberg and Sebastian Caron. Oh, Hedberg. The moose. (laughs) That's that's who was there, so... I mean, Hedberg wasn't bad. No, no, he like he was he's most known in Atlanta, though, and yeah. he was mid-range goaltender. Dan, so Flurry's at eight hundred. Well, what it tells me is eight hundred and three games. This might not be up to date. He's also got seventeen assists over his career. Not not bad for a goalie, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, he's got sixty-six penalty minutes too. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, no, he's he's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer, man. Mm-hmm. You can't argue that. Like, if you're arguing it, you're just you're just literally just like, oh, well, fuck Pittsburgh. Right. And trust me, yeah, fuck Pittsburgh. Fuck Pittsburgh. They're the most butthurt fans out there. <laughs> it goes Pittsburgh, Maple Leafs are the worst two fan bases. Bruins, too. Yeah, Bruins. I mean, Boston. Boston's always up there with that shit, too. Yeah. Because Boston feels like they deserve fucking everything. I think that's more of a last, like, 15 years thing because the city, like, just fucking became... Literally, Tom Brady, like, picked up every goddamn franchise in that city ever since Larry Bird left and fucking... It's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I want it, like... You have to respect the fact oh, 100% that... 100% like, respect but, like, I hate it, but... You gotta, you gotta hate them, too. Like, I mean... Fuck every fucking Boston fucking sports team. <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, Patriots are the Patriots, but I mean, the Celtics, when they were winning championships. Yeah, but do you remember like them going against like LeBron, like yeah. mid 2000s? Like, well, they had Garnett and Pierce. And yeah. they had- They're like, hey, let's, let's, let's trade for these three fucking dudes. Yeah. You know, speaking like, of a 2003 draft, Patrice Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron. 45th overall. He's at 1,300. Sorry, 1,033 games. Did I say Flurry's at 803? Yeah. Damn. That's, maybe that's what it was. He hit 800 games, which is pretty impressive, man. I mean, For because. Goal, yeah. I mean. Because he had some injuries along the way. Too. I mean, Brudeur probably has the record, right? For most goal, games started by a goaltender. What did Hashik play? Like, I don't, I, I don't give a fuck. Berdour was great for a lot of stuff. Hashik's still the best, dude. 
still the best, dude. No doubt. He only, I, I see only because it's crazy. Guess how many games Hashik played in the NHL? I'm actually gonna be. I'm actually gonna see it right now. So probably. regular season, he played 735 games. And how many years did he play? Yeah, uh, dude, came to the NHL in nine. He played five games in ninety ninety one, and and his last season in the NHL was. But that's dude. That's twenty. That's twenty fourth overall for games played by a goaltender. Yeah. In this league, though, dude, Ruder is number one with uh, twelve hundred sixty six games played. How many heart trophies does Bruder have? I don't fucking know. Yeah, so fuck him. Okay, I don't give a <laughs> shit. Hasek won back to back heart trophies. Yeah, because he stood on his head. Every won the Vesna, 94, 95, 96, or sorry, sorry, not 96, 97. Won it again in 98, 99, and 01. Thank you. See you later. <laughs> and some Jennings sprinkled in there, too. Dude, like, for a goalie to win two heart trophies, though, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Yo, man. Your boy, the fucking Boulin Wall, fucking started 799 games. Get the fuck out of here. How is that possible? <laughs> I have no idea, dude. I'm looking at it, dude. Did he get two cups? Did he get the Tampa one and one of the Chicago ones, right? Probably. He got the first Chicago one, right? Was so. he in Edmonton when they... No, well, they lost. But. They lost. Yeah. That's how he got... Was he hurt when Rollinson took over? No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rollinson took over. Holy shit, man. I mean... Oh. I love, dude. Pa- I love, Patrick, like, mid-2000s hockey. Like Patrick Watt started uh, 1,029 games. Uh, Belfour and Joseph, dude, 963 and 943, though. They're both. And Belfour fought through some serious alcoholism while playing most of the time, too. <laughs> as we're on a beer podcast, I mean, might as well yeah, throw that give there. him some love there. Right. Dude. Bel- there, there's, there's some crazy-ass fucking stories about the Eagle, man. Yo, dude, I, the Eagle's great. Like, I, rem- I, I had a fly Cooper- Eagles fly. I could not wait when I was a kid. Blake has right now my childhood hockey stick that I got out of the J.C. Penney's catalog. It was a Cooper set of goalie equipment. It was the Eagle. All right, came a blocker, catch glove, like real, not real deal, but like real for like the '90s. So it was better than any of the shit that I had. And then these thin ass pads, they were black and red, like the Blackhawks. Loved this shit. It was great. And the Sabers switched to red and black too, so I'm even better for that at the time. We had this thing, but the stick. I took one of the broken one pieces that I had, sawed it off. Crammed it down that stick. Still says Cooper on it. They haven't made Cooper since like the fucking second Mighty Ducks movie. And yeah, that's what he's out there using as a goalie stick right now. That's awesome. It's 20 years later. Yo, you trying to make him that goalie, dude? No, he's not allowed to. That's how we got goalie equipment is that we had a deal in place. He won't ask to play ice hockey goalie if I bought him a street hockey goalie equipment. We do have a little bit of hate for, for the Eagle. Though, simply because, yeah, he got his cup against us, but still respect him. Yeah. Yeah. You look, but you look at that Stars team and holy fuck, man. The names. You look at the Sabres team, you're like, dude, our team was filled with bums. Right. Like, there are bums and we love them still. Right. But like, well, that was like you go back, and that's like Verada, Rasmussen, Dixon Ward. But you look at the the Hurricanes team that ended up winning the cup against that uh, Edmonton team, man. That, Edm- that Edmonton team was just like 
you know, a bunch of ragtag dudes that were thrown on there and Michael Pekka, yeah. you know, pretty much. Right. Michael like, Pekka is such what, an Raffi, underrated player. You had dude. Rafi Torres and fucking Michael Pekka fucking doing some shit. <laughs> but like, if you think back, like, Pekka, like, just started bouncing around. Pekka was, the, like, the specialist to go to, like, two years max. Like, that's what, what Pekka became. Yeah. But, like, he was... For what he was, Dude, man. he, was, he a was a hell of a yeah. player, man. Yeah. Like, he really was. Like, just, like... All about like that guy that was like hard work beats skill. Like he was that guy. Dig in the corner, get the puck. But yeah, that fucking stars team, man. Well, and Newendike and my Paul big and my Donald. biggest memory of Michael Pekka though is Brandon when he got Morrow. hit in the Catcher. ear. He got hit in the ear because everyone in the NHL, well, not everyone, Crosby keeps him on, Malkin Zubov. keeps him on, and um, Kane, a couple other guys have him on. They don't take off the earpieces, mm-hmm. the protectors, because how often do you get hit? And it helps you hear better. So he got hit in the ear, and they fucking, uh, like, his ear all stitched back together. I think it was his, I want to say it was his left ear, but I, I remember him getting smoked off of it. And they took the outside, or they took the... The ear protector, and they pasted on, or they screwed it back on the outside of his helmet because, of course, he wasn't wearing a visor at the time. And they put it over because the dude's ear was just like fucking mutilated. <laughs> like that's my favorite Michael Pecka like memory as a kid. Is he doing stuff for Junior Sabers? He's yeah. he's like yeah. the ju- the GM of like the whole organization or yeah. something. Because his son obviously played there. His son's somewhere now, right? I think his son uh, was on the Junior Sabers for a little. Yeah, bit, but I can't remember where he went. Because his son has to be close to being in the league now at this point, right? If he, I, don't I don't know, know if he's, he's good I don't enough. Know he's good yeah. enough. Like not not a knock on him. Like, but age wise, he he should be eligible or close to it. The fact is, like fifteen plus years ago, the skill in the league was nowhere near what the skill in the league is now. And that, like, you could if you were like a great skater, it was a different game, though, man. It's a totally different game. Like we used to joke, like. You know, like 15 years ago, like, could you think you could score like goals in the NHL? And this, the my answer then was absolutely yes. Like, I could score 12 goals in a year, like in like 05, 06, whatever it was, because it was a straight speed game. You know, if, if this guy can do it, there's absolutely a, I could do it. I don't know. It's just me being an asshole, like and cocky, because obviously my body's broken down to the point of like men's league is a struggle and like bum divisions, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, that's it, it. It happens with some of these guys. So I, you have a different respect, like playing the sport, knowing how your body can change with everything now, like and just how some of these guys are like, what the fuck happened? They just broke down, and like I can see it because I'm standing here with an orthotic under my foot, and I have another yeah. ankle wrap You're on. T- you got your tape on your wrist. I, I have KT tape on my wrist right now, and I have sneakers on because my feet hurt when I walk. I'm 33. But, like, it, it, it was such a different thing now compared to some of these guys because they all can skate. They all do this, like, crazy shit with training and stuff. And just to keep up with them, man, like... Dude, it was that 11-day power play that did you in, man? No, it wasn't even the 11-day power play. I got a chiropractor appointment this week because I realized that I can't swing. I can stop better on my, my weak side than I can on my strong side because I can't swing my hip around. Yeah, man, going, I can't get my right hip to go far <laughs> enough. It's easier to just like let it dangle and go the wrong way than it is the strong way. Going to the chiropractor is so fucking underrated, man. Yeah, I'll you let gotta, you know. You gotta get you gotta get that shit fucking set. Get, get your back. You gotta start, you gotta start doing that yoga too, man. I stretch a lot, dude. It was called it's called mommy and me gymnastics or something like that. Well, guess what? 
Ugh. Daddy played mommy one day. Daddy got his ass on that ground and getting shit that made his body feel weird. But so it was like Mara, Mara did roly polies over the summer, and some of the shit they do there is, you know. Like Good thing yoga. I had compression underwear on because my balls have been fucking rubbing the mats. Right. <laughs> it's not mommy and me. It's like three and four year old gymnastics, and I didn't want the mommy and me like. You know, I'll start. I'll start going to gymnastics with her. Right. It's your goddaughter. Fuck. Yeah, Ten man. o'clock Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. You're science field. Who's this fat drunk hungover guy that's sweating in the corner? I got Brian. Out. This guy's drank four bottles of water. And he just walked in the door. He didn't even take his shoes off yet. Yo, he's got a whole. He's got a whole court appeal like going on right now. The teacher, the instructor calls the cops because I just walk in the door and be like, no, I'm supposed to be here. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Kevin. And we're the hosts of the Rinkside Podcast. We were annoyed by the lack of hockey coverage on local sports radio and decided that we were stupid enough to try and provide some ourselves. We have what we call the Rinkside Guarantee. We guarantee that the podcast you're currently listening to is better than ours. We are literally just two halves of one whole idiot trying to fumble through covering the Detroit Red Wings, the National Hockey League, and hockey in general. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Ringside Pod, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast providers. Every time you listen to our podcast, it brings us one step closer to our ultimate business goal of purchasing the Arizona Coyotes and then moving them to Detroit. What? Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming, or just another commercial. We aren't the ones who make those choices. Dude, the refs had a 100% sign some contract with Warrior, because every fucking ref has a Warrior helmet on now. Oh, really? Did you see the what Bush is coming out with? No. The bushel? It's 56 beer pack. <laughs> oh, it's called what? a bushel. A what? It makes, it makes sense, like, though. 56 yeah. pack. The only, the only, only people that like, drink bush... Ounces? The only uh, people that drink bush are literally dudes that go hunting. Hang on, hold up. So, Bills fans, rednecks, hunters. College yeah. kids. Yeah. College kids, yeah. They, but they're usually in West Virginia, so they don't count. Yeah, but, dude, like, college kids are going for the PBR and High Life, though, too, though. I mean, I've been... Keys, Keystone is huge for college kids, though. No, there was some dude, like, two weeks ago for a college football game where, we're like, grew up in you know, Mom, I need to... Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw And that. he had all the... You know, everybody was doing, like, a GoFundMe, and he got, like, $100,000. Oh, the guy that got that? Yeah. yeah. And they found, like, he had some, like, semi-racist tweet or something like that? Because that's... That's he stupid, like though. he ended up donating all the money. I think. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Like that was his so. plan all along. But that's yeah. a, that's a stupid thing with fucking. Was it his plan? Yeah. Was it his plan all along? Well, come on. I mean, come on. But like going <laughs> he back write, into he his... didn't he didn't write that sign to be like, oh yeah, I hope I get a GoFundMe so I could donate fucking to a charity. But no, going back to his Twitter, like, oh from, man, people are better people than us. That's so. what I mean. Like Twitter nowadays, like going back to his Twitter ten years ago. Come on, what the fuck, man? Like seriously though, like come on. Give me a break. Don't go back to somebody's Twitter from 15 years ago. It's and and it make, is, this, man. make it a huge ordeal. Like, no, come man. on. It, it's, it's garbage. That's society today. You can't... You can't so, have that shit out there. Right. But, I mean, when the kid's 16 years old, like, what are you going to do? Adam, Adam and Eric are finishing up uh, their pour, the Wandering Bind from Threes. Uh, it's a Saison that uh, sits at... There's no ABV on this bottle, actually. It's probably like 6%. It's kind of weird. Um, I bought this out when I was Holy in New York City. Holy fuck, dude. Some murder weapon. Yeah, no, this bottle seriously is thick, though. 
Yeah, or kill somebody. If I drop it, it might be a fucking hole in my basement floor. Yeah, I don't think that bottle's gonna break if you drop it. Help <laughs> <laughs> oh, my foot, my tile cracked though. I was looking at that, and I'm like, you know what, I, I might want to try to save this for like a year or so. But, I don't know, felt like a good day to bust it open. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's really good. So, it's refreshing. I mean, uh, Threes doesn't really disappoint. Yeah. Like, it was an awesome brewery, uh, finally getting out there, but they're doing they're doing a lot of fun stuff there. I mean, it's it's something out of the ordinary at this point for what's being brewed out in Brooklyn because everybody's like busting out the New Englands and everything else and they're just like, you know what? We're going to do our loggers. We're going to do our saisons. We're going to do something different. I mean, just the bottle alone. I mean, you don't see a lot of green bottles out there unless it's... There's a there's an article about that too. Unless it's more European. They wanted to. They're, they've been. They purposely put it in a green bottle too because of the style, in okay. a sense. Yeah. Where it's going to, you know, the beer is going to change as it ages, and the the fermentation of it all, like the green bottle, could actually help that. Well, because isn't the big yeah, oh, the biggest thing from yeah. sunlight? You yeah. know, isn't sunlight the biggest thing with the color with the so, bottles, and so that's where everybody gravitates towards like, brown. Yeah, so I mean, the more you have with beers in green bottles, you know, it's going to help age that beer differently on the shelf. Yeah, it's a different lighting with it. Because remember, we wanted to buy blue bottles years ago because we wanted to, like, mess with the ship, but, like, we couldn't find them anywhere. Mm-hmm. We wanted to buy them and we wanted to put stuff in clear because we wanted to make a Corona kind of style beer. But, like, Corona, like, needs, like, fucking, like, two minutes in the sun and it, like, changes the flavor right away. Right. Yeah. But that's like I wanted to buy it, and people and like I looked online. I remember reading through like message boards, like that beer will be shot right away. Yeah. You're better off opening up, pouring it in a glass, and letting it like have it out on like a deck, and it gets in the sun. I've had, I think, one or two Coronas over the summer, and that was about it. We have any Coronas this year? Okay, one. Uh, just have one. We went to sushi. I have one. Yeah, you got a Corona? Corona at sushi? Yeah. I got a Sapporo. How else am I gonna get there? Some sort of Japanese beer. No, as Pearl. Yeah. She doesn't know what they are though. Like yeah, she knows. I, guess, I mean, like, it's all just lagers to her at that point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same show. She tried raw sushi for the first time, so I was very impressed. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. What'd you get? Salmon. There was salmon. Tuna? In it, yeah. Tuna. There's uh, tuna one and once. No, that it wasn't. No, it was, the sa- it was the one that had salmon on the top. Salmon, yeah. In the raw, like, it, like literally, like you don't know what's raw. No. Yeah. I like the like the shrimp in them or the crab, but in the mango ones are good. Yeah, I mean, they nowadays they. If it was it. inside of it rolled up, she wouldn't have had any problem. The fact it was like draped over the top with it is what. I mean, they they coat everything now and. Yeah. Different rolls and all that stuff. It's there's so much shit on top of it where. It's sushi, sushi nowadays yeah. isn't. It's, it's all masked. It's know? not chef's choice just to be like, here's some random raw shit. Have at it. Play I mean, it. that's where it was a shame that Seabar um, closed over the summer. Yeah. And I mean, I remember we went there the one time for dinner, and we had a fifty dollar gift card, and we just kind of went balls to the wall, and we had like sashimi, the chef, the chef's sashimi special you for get the a day. Ball? 
No, we just did a bunch of rolls and different shit. And, you know, the sashimi was great because it was just raw, you know, raw, raw tuna or, you know, raw seafood and whatever the chef's preparation was. And it the was, preparation, you don't even know, though. Like, it was I'm it was always a phenomenal. fan. I'm always a fan of eel. Yeah. I hate eel. I don't, I don't really care for eel. Eel avocado is good. Yeah. Um, she, you wouldn't hate it, but like it's just. Well, just like, well, I don't know. the like the, the fact sauce they said there actually yeah. is an eel, and that's what eel is eel. No, it's but like the thing is with with a lot of them is like you have the cucumber in there, so with the cucumber you get a little bit like different crunch factor with it, <clears throat> so it kind of like messes with you in a way that if it's not the texture you're anticipating, like you're kind of like. Well, it's eel and avocado. Yeah. With the with the eel sauce on top, so you're gonna get a little bit of, you know, texture with the eel, just because it's eel. Like it's like a clam though. It's just a little grainy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a it's little like it's, chewing up of like a steamed clam though, or whatever kind. I don't of do texture, so like yeah. texture will that, that's it. I'll be done. Like I like the spicy, the crunchy crab because it has like the temper and the, mm-hmm. the crunchy temper like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you took a raw piece of fish and put tempura around it, and like you, you wouldn't tell the difference. No, it would taste too fishy. That's yeah, fucking so weird, you'd be though. Able to tell the difference. Yeah. I don't see. That's what I mean. Like, no, I but if they rolled it up, and I'm mm. saying like not. Mm. I don't see. I don't like that. I'd, I'd rather if I'm doing raw stuff. I don't want the tempura. So cook, cook no. with tempura is fine. Yeah, but like raw, I prefer like not any of that because like it's masking. Well, it right. depends yeah. if you get tuna, because if you get, like, tuna, like, it's not no. bad. Because tuna's just, even, like, what's cooked is just seared. Well, that's where Katie picked up the roll on Friday from Wegmans, and it was, like, this salmon dragon roll thing, you know what I mean? And it was just, I mean, it was good, but it had the crunchies in there, and it had sliced jalapeno on top, and had this sort of mayo aioli thing on top Firecracker of it. Firecracker sauce. Like, you know, you, you, I ate one, and you could taste some salmon in it. So at least you got some salmon flavor to it. But it's just everything was just it's just taken to the, like tenth, you know, a tenth degree where it's there's just so much shit on top of it where you don't get the flavor of the fish. Like too many different flavors. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just way too much. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Buffalo restaurants closing too, Buffalo proper closed like really? a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And There's suppo- a lot of them. And so the Minecraft. Yeah, over on, what, the Boulevard? Yeah, the Boulevard. Yeah. They just, like, announced, like, their last day, like, all of a sudden. was. I guess, supposedly, Ruse is shutting down their restaurant, too. Get the fuck out of here, I saw it on Twitter, did I? Yeah, Buffalo Eats was talking about it. Our boy, uh, Donnie. Um, which, I know, like, I mean... Well, Ruse is knowing, like right off the. Niagara, it's on Niagara right? Street. Knowing knowing a little bit of what goes on inside there, um, Ruse makes their money in distribution and everything else. So the restaurant, it's probably costing them more to keep that restaurant open than it is on what they're actually making. So it doesn't, like, it, it makes sense that they would want to close it. Um,. Maybe they're trying to expand the production. I don't know. Are we at the point where our, our markets are so oversaturated with everything that, like... I mean, when it comes to, like, pierogi, not not really. I mean, yes and no. Bias. <laughs> well, I mean... No, but then, even that... They, they like, were the only, like, real sit-down pierogi restaurant. Which is hard to want to be, like, I want to go... I mean, yeah, you have Polish restaurants in the city. 
I don't know. I'm it's such a it's such shit. a it's such a niche thing that you're better off just kind of keeping your food truck and just doing it that way. Yeah. You know. So, like, I mean, it's it, it's I can I can talk I can talk pierogi all day, but. Oh yeah. I mean, you are the authority on that, pretty much. I mean, you've been doing it longer than them, though, too, haven't you? Well, I mean, he's probably just been making them just as long. I mean, it's just what it is. I've, you know, I've been making stuff. I've been making stuff with the family for... Sure. Younger. I mean, and giving them out to friends and family for like fucking. I remember being at Joseph House like ten years ago and just doing them with you. I want to say it's been it's been about 11, 11 years now at this point. Like I think two thousand eight was like the first year I started doing it. Then like two thousand nine or ten is. What well. year do we move in together? Ten. Yeah. Jeez, 10, 11, somewhere around there, right? Yeah, two thousand. Well, two thousand. Yeah, it was right at the beginning of two thousand ten when we. But yeah, no, Buffalo's kind of seeing a little bit of uh, the restaurant boom is finally kind of hit a hit a breaking point. Because um, like Buffalo proper was like the first craft cocktail bar that the city had, kind of. But now at this point with so many different places, I mean, you can walk down, you can walk down Allen at this point and there's... 20 different fucking spots that are just like Buffalo proper. It know? depends what you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, like, for me, like, I'm just going to go to Valley Hill. But that's just it. Without, but at the same time, like, without my, Buffalo proper doing its thing, would Ballyhoo really exist? No, so we Melmute. <laughs> and, and that's just it. I mean... But, I mean, at, but at the same time, like, that's my spot. That's where I'm going. Like... Oh yeah. I don't I mean, go to, I don't go to Ballyhoo because I'm like, yes, they got this drink on tap. I go to Ballyhoo because I, I love the experience of it. And that and I also know that I'm gonna get a fucking killer sausage before the night's over too. So. And that ties into hockey too, because with it being right there by the arena, it's a perfect place oh, to dude, go. It's my it's my pregame and my postgame. Yeah. It's a perfect place to go right before or right after. I read I'd rather go hit up there and then like like I don't mind having one at the draft room or having one at seven one six, but like 716 to me is just crowded. I mean, they got a lot better choices of beer now than when they opened. So we had our... Um, See, I think I'd rather go to the draft room if I want to get a beer over 716, so... Well, so we had our, our team, um, our, our captain's meeting a couple weeks ago before our, our fall season kicked off. And so I went, and me and uh, our captain, we we went there and just, you know, it, it was open bar. And... I, I drove, so just I made sure that like it was just like yeah two beers you can chill with. And I got like some some nitro um, Merklin, and just that was all I drank. I mean I wanted some the nitro, but like they had a pretty decent list mm-hmm. from a mainstream craft beer. You know, it's not like oh this is another half trillion collab and this is from the Val and this is you know one of the breweries that we mentioned. But the here. thing, but the thing is though too though, you have that down there with Pizza Plant. Yeah. Like, you always forget that Pizza Plant has a place right there. And I've been in the Canal Side location maybe twice. I went in there after a game for the first time over the summer, and... Um, it's okay. It was just, dude, we were the only ones in there. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, but there was also, um... That ELO. Who the fuck opened over there? Or was playing over there? Second Elk first. 
as oh, we went. after yeah. yeah so we went down there that night and it wasn't it wasn't a bad experience there like, we had a good time I mean I like Pizza Plant but I mean Pizza Plant was like my OG shit like that and like Brew Pop like 12 13 years ago like that's like where we went for craft beer and you know craft beer at that time was like oh they got this random Sierra Nevada they got this weird magic hat on you know like yeah, and that's why uh, at Borderland, Dan Syracuse was talking about that. I mean, Dan, Dan, between Dan and Mike Schatzel, like they're like the fucking OGs of, you know, the Buffalo fucking beer scene. What is your guys' expectation of the hockey season this year? Do you think Buffalo needs to make the playoffs this year? Yeah. Yes and no. I think they need to. Do make we get a, a sh- Do we get a pass because you got a new coach? No, probably not. I think no. I think they need to make it from the fact that shut the fuck up, everybody. But at the same time, like you have a coach that's really like a motivator and really like a system that can put a different system into place and identify what's needed, putting assistants in place that know what to do, and it's it's a different type. It's more of a modern kind of. Like NHL with it, I I really think it's a good vibe with it versus um, people that are just like all over. Like if if they didn't make the playoffs this year, I wouldn't be surprised. But I will. But depending how they don't make it, like did they end up with ninety four points and ninety five was the cutoff, or was it like they just looked overmatched and shit? Because they haven't looked overmatched in any of the games. So are you looking at this as you have to hit ninety points this year, kind of thing? I mean, I think that's reasonable. I mean, last year they said 98 points didn't, or 98 points. 90, Montreal was at 96 or something and didn't make it. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you got to get to 90. 96 is usually your sweet spot where you got to get Like, so if, if the Sabres hit 90 points and they missed the playoffs, the, this season isn't a failure. I mean, how, do you, how do you do with that? How is that 90 points? Is that getting lucky like a 10 game stretch last year? Or is that like the start of this year? First two games, they were at every loose puck. Every puck, they came out with it. But obviously not every single one of them, but you know what I mean. They were just mentalities, get the puck, get the puck, get the puck. The Columbus game, Columbus beat them to it. Yeah. And it was a very similar style. And then the Montreal game was just fucking like, it was the same thing, dude. It was just like two teams that are just on the pucks. And the just fl- the Florida, Florida game too a little bit. Well, that's where I think like the New Jersey game was the first game of the you know home opener. You know, a lot of adrenaline was rushing, and they were just flying. I don't think I don't think Jersey was ready for what they came and, into. No, but, but I don't think Jersey's ready for what the season. I think Jersey's one of those teams that, are like, here comes December, and they rattle off ten in a row. Oh, yeah, and yeah. no one's going to be surprised. Yeah, but they're, Columbus, they're going. Jersey's going to hit their stride, and they're going to be like, okay, this is what we expected, and like that. I they could be that like Washington team um, when Washington won the cup because like that year. But they could also Washington. be a team that wouldn't surprise me if they missed the playoffs. Yeah. And, like, it, like how a, much There's a enough? lot of good teams in the Eastern Conference this year, man. But that's like the Columbus I mean, the Atlantic alone is, is the best division in hockey, by far. Yeah. You have the worst team in the league in Ottawa, and then you have... Detroit. Detroit, which is, like... I don't want to say they're bottom four, but I want... Or bottom five, but, I mean, they're right on the cusp of that but they could yeah. almost be like middle ground like Detroit's always like a team you expect to pick somewhere between like 16 and like 24 and then not being a homer but it's just like you don't know what Buffalo could do at some point Boston has to take a shit you know 
does Tampa just like what does like Tampa's a wild card right at this point? Like I expect Tampa to win almost every game they're in because they have Kucherov, they have Stamkos, they have Point, they have all these other people. Headman, just plug it in. You know, Vasilevsky. Sh- Shattenkirk's look pretty good right now. Vasilevsky's a fucking Vesna goaltender. Like it's. But I mean, you know, Stamkos talking the other day about the fact that they're still playing the style that they played last year, and look what it did for them. Like, Call, kind of calling the team out. What do you, you know, what do you do with that? I mean, do you still keep playing the same way that they've been playing last year? And then they were out in four games to Columbus. Like, what do you do? You know, so does is that still work for them? I don't know. I, I just with the way Buffalo played the first two games, and then they played Columbus and kind of, you know, got overmatched in a way, but still were able to kind of get a point or. Did we not even get a point out of them? But, I mean, going into the seasons, I mean, you know, the way Columbus, the, the way the Columbus game went, oh. you, you were kind of overmatched in that game, but it was probably a letdown from, you know, playing New Jersey. The in order in order for Buffalo to make the playoffs, okay, so you got to be better than, you got to be better than Montreal. Yes. You, That's your starting point. Yeah. I mean, because if you think Eastern Conference, who's making the playoffs this year, is it bad to say that I think you got to be better than almost Montreal and Boston? Because yeah. I almost think Boston could take a step back. When people say, is there a better first line in the league than Boston? Yeah. Like, yeah. You need, you need okay, so if you're, if you're making the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, you're looking at Tampa and Toronto, mm-hmm. top two for um, the Atlantic. Uh, Metro, you're looking at what? I mean, right Washington. now, right now, Carolina, but like Washington, Carolina, Carolina is not going away. Like, do you think? Okay, so mm-hmm. Philly you got there. You got your, you got your, you got your top four. Philly um, is the team that, and it's been mentioned before. I know other people have mentioned this, like out there. So I'm not like stealing the thunder from it, but like Philly's one of those teams. It's like you're gonna get a ten game losing streak, and you're gonna get a ten game winning streak out of them. Yeah. Like they they do it almost every fucking year, or something along those lines. Like sure. it's just. Like, does New York break through and do something big? I don't think so. Are the Islanders going to do what they did last year? No. You know, they're coming back down to earth now. But at the same time, it's like, what do you get? The top two in each division and then you play with the wild cards or what? That's kind of what I'm looking at, you know. It is a three and then wild cards. Like what oh no, it? no, it's it's three, it's three and it's, then wild cards. It's yeah. Three, yeah, three and then wild cards. So, so you have to be better than Florida, Montreal, and Boston in order to guarantee a fucking spot. But you easily pull five teams out of the Atlantic. The Panthers are still a team. You got to be better than the Panthers. You you know I'm a I'm a Panthers guy. I I mean, Coochie. Not like fucking Huberto and Trocheck. I think and, that the you know. Panthers get a team like the benefit of playing for but the having having Bobrovsky as your goaltender. Yeah, that dude but, can steal you ten games easily. But from so. a, like a local standpoint, like think about it this way: Buffalo is under so much goddamn scrutiny for Buffalo because we haven't made the playoffs in how many years? Toronto, you can't fucking take a piss without someone finding out what exactly is going on, and everything's going to be all over the shit with it. Florida, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. You can play it loose. You don't have to deal with any stress. There's not there's not people waiting to meet you at the airport. There's not people looking for anything. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. No one knows who you are. Yeah. You know that, that team needs a I mean having Quinville as a coach too. Let's it see helps. if that, it's let's a, see if that makes a difference. You know? But does that what does that do 
Barkov is a hell of a player. Huberto is a hell of a player. Barkov, Huberto, Trocek, Dadanov. But, mm-hmm. you know. but what does that do when... I don't know if I consider either one of those players a game-breaker like you have in Patrick Kane. Is Barkov a better two-way player than Taze? You want to say yes right away, don't you? A little bit. But like, I mean, is now Bar- nowadays, yes. In Taves's prime, I don't know. I You're mean, saying Taves five, six years ago, like you don't yeah. know. But Taves came into the league as a two-way threat. Like him and Patrice Bergeron and Anze Kopitar are your are your best three, like two-way forwards. And yeah, Ryan O'Reilly's popped up and shit like that. But but Ryan O'Reilly hasn't. He had lapses, like he had him yeah. in Buffalo, yeah. and you know he he would say like, oh, it's on me, blah blah blah. Like you get that shit, like, and like yeah, it's 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 such a it's, it's such a team sport that people will say like, I need to be better to help the team. And Bergeron's done it for fucking like fifteen years, like it's been nothing. Yeah. Remember Bergeron, Randy Jones breaking his fucking neck and shit like that, and like hitting him from behind. And still, like, holy fuck. Like, Ber- I remember drafting Bergeron back then and just be like, wow, this kid's going to be fucking sick. And now it's, you know, dude's 33, 34 years old. He's still an elite. You're just assuming he's going to be doing what he's been doing. I mean, he's got, what does Bergeron have left? Minimum two, three years worth of, like, elite level play. Yeah. You're not going to be doing that shit at 37, 38. You might still be good, but you're not going to do it as like one of the best two-way players in the game. Yeah. And he's had a lot of injuries, man. Like he's had some shit happen to him and, and that's a guy that could be you know, one hit away from something that like really fucks him up. It's a different thing from like Kopitar who's just a goddamn beast. Like the dude's 6'4", 225 pounds, 230 pounds and like you can't fucking knock him off the puck. Yeah. I, I just think like you know these these two way players though like with Barkov Barkov's a big fucking guy too like is that another one like is that one of those guys that you have to contend with in the league does that torch get passed from Bergeron to Kopitar or sorry Bergeron to Barkov and that's that's one thing that I wonder about I mean you almost I almost want to say like yeah he's gonna be better than Taze but like. The game ten years ago to now is different. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I, I don't the the Patrick Kane game breaking ability that he could take a fucking puck at any second, coast it, snipe it like it's nothing. They have a bunch of small guys on there like Huberto, like Trocheck. So looking at so you're looking at the Metro though, like who's making the playoffs out of there? Washington. Like Washington's mm-hmm. like the safe bet. Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> like, is Columbus making it? Nope. Are the Rangers making it? Nope. nope. You want to go Pittsburgh? I don't. I don't want to go Pittsburgh. <laughs> you, want against, you do want to bet against Cindy Crosby, though. No, that's the thing. Yeah. Are Are you at the point? We do you accept Crosby's greatness yet, or does it make you angry and bitter still? I mean, I accept it for what it is. I'm just. Yeah, not, I mean, I don't really give a shit about him. Um, but he's. Yeah, he's done what he's done. You he's know? a great player. He's a Hall of Fame player. Like, I mean, <sighs> dude, he could be a he could be a top ten player ever. And the I re- mean, I agree with that. Sure. I'm still not gonna fucking like him. Yeah. No, but you know what? <laughs> I, I've gotten a lot better with watching him play because I can. I, I, maybe it's just like coming from playing hockey. Different. You see the shit that he does. That's so fucking hard. He will end up doing a lot of shit that, like, it's 
it's so not easy. He makes it look like it's a normal fucking play. And he can double kick pucks off a skate to a stick to shoot it. Like, it's... It's unreal, like, how good of a skill that he is. And Taylor Hall said it before, too, is that Crosby is the best grinder in the game. And he just happens to be the best grinder with the most skill in the game. Like, McDavid might be the fastest player and the fastest hands and shit like that, but it's like Crosby's just been doing it for fucking, what, 15 years? Well, there was something on Twitter today or yesterday against Boston when they played where it was just, you know... The tweet was just along the lines of, you know, just intuition, where he had the puck going in the zone, behind the seat, you know, just turn around, just flipped it across the ice, and there was a guy right there. But who's but who's to say that McDavid, 10 years from now, isn't going to be just like that? Right. You know, who's to say Eichel isn't going to all of a sudden, like, pull well, out some Mc, shit? McDavid is, is built off of speed. That's that's the difference with that. Is McDavid's game is so reliant on speed, where Eichel's has... Do you Eichel think, has do, so do you think, okay, so 10 years from now, do you think McDavid's game is going to drop that much because he's going to start losing a step? Yeah, I think so. I... The difference is he has an ungodly amount of speed. Like, it's insane how fast he can skate. And it's the same thing with McKinnon. McKinnon is just so fucking fast. But McKinnon's also bulked up in one season. Remember the, the Tim Hortons commercial where he's standing there? He's like, holy fuck, is that a linebacker? But he slimmed it back down a little bit. So he's like low twos or high like 190s. Like he's somewhere in that range for weight where he just like looked like a fucking mutant the one year. But like you have to be able to skate at that level and you have to be able to do it. It's it's a different type of game like when you're trying to just be able to work out junkie versus like how is that going to benefit you? How are you going to be able to make those plays? The skating is different. I mean, some of these guys can be able to skate at 30 at the same at very similar speed. Recovery is huge with it. You know, the the difference of I can tell you at 23 for me versus 33, I was a hell of a lot different because I'd be fucking smoking a pack of cigarettes and fucking drinking before everything. And nowadays I'm like, fuck, dude, like, I'm just trying to, like, pound water all day at work or, like, you know, drink a bunch of, like, Pedialyte or some shit like that where it's, like, in your system and you're, like, hydrated and you're still just like, <clears throat> you know, how, how are these guys elite-level athletes going to do it? Who knows? But, I mean, there, there could be a difference of, like, relying upon but those guys are that that good that they make those changes and they can adapt like it's nothing. Well, on GR, I don't know if it was Hamilton or if it was Howard or Jeremy, but they were saying how even with McKinnon, it took McKinnon like four years to finally oh. hit a stride. You know, and they're talking about with... Well, he, he had a good first year and then he did nothing his second year. And the second, second year is when he was just like in a funk and he was just like the fucking jacked up like monster. Yeah. Now he's the best deal in the league. Like if you were going to start a franchise and you had a salary cap in place, top player in the league I would take McKinnon hands down. Skill wise and like you're paying him 6.25 or whatever it is. Yeah. Absolutely I mean, would take him. He's due for an increase, but I mean, you're not well, but what, a, what about Kucherov with his fucking price? I mean, it's only Kucherov's up to nine now. But yeah, but for Is nine it? million, though. Yeah, but he's also a little bit older. I would take McKinnon over him, absolutely. It's a speed fact. I would take McKinnon over that, over Kucherov. I mean, I can't argue it. I got Kucherov for my team, so 
<laughs> I got him for nine million. I'll take that. But Kucherov's a safe bet, but you don't know like where he could drop off. Yeah, I, I think you'd be a safer bet with yeah. McKinnon. So we just finished drinking the uh, Founders KBS from 2018. It was okay. Um, Thank you. Mellow, mellowed out. It was yeah. a good mellow, though. It was a little boozy, though. I don't know, like... A lot of chocolate. K- KBS is one of those things. I actually have some from, like, 2014, I think, still. Do we still have that? Because that was, like... I feel like that was really early on in our podcasting, like... I got it. I got. I think it's either 2014 or 2015 that I got sitting in the basement right now. I got to really start killing some stuff. Uh, when we did that, when we did that vertical though last year, we did what 14, 16, 18. Yeah, I think 16 was like the sweet spot. I think it was 14, 15, you 16, know, 18. I think I liked the 18 yeah. the best. I think that was my favorite. Yeah. And even it was greener, but I remember like saying, like, I like this better. But there was a different, like, it's a different booziness with people like with stouts. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, it's almost something like you can't explain it, though. Like, you just like what you like for it because other people, like, you like the, the upfront burn versus the afterburn. And, like, depending how the flavors mellow mm-hmm. or what you can pull out of them if it's toffee versus coffee is it is it um chocolatey versus you know uh roastedness i mean mm-hmm. it's it depends what you're trying to pull out of it yeah no i i i mean i thought when we did that vertical i think 16 was my sweet spot just because it, it mellowed out a little bit i do like the bourbon burn but um you know when it when it's kind of green and you know a lot of alcohol upfrontness that kind of you know deters it for me a little bit um but I, I like how it kind of mellows out a little bit i don't i don't not a big fan of the burn i don't i don't go into looking for a burn yeah it really depends on what other flavors you're getting with it but i think um, too it, it probably also depends on whether you're getting it in a bottle versus if you're getting it on draft i think you know is there a big difference between getting something fresh, you know, with 2019 on on draft versus in a bottle? Uh, speaking of IPAs, we just cracked into a Singularity Citra India Pell from Community Beer Works, CBW, whatever you want to fucking call it. Uh, this is a this is like an all around beer. Yeah. Like we did the Singularity Galaxy. Um, Citrus one of the best on hops a, use, dude. Yeah. Like on a podcast as well. Yeah, that's just. But but in Galaxy has that like, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, I mean, this is it's. This is at seven point two. Yeah, it doesn't it, taste like it though. No, this tastes like a beer that might be hovering around like four or five. Right. Yeah. yeah. Galaxy has that like weird kind of flavor, like not odiness, but like kind of like almost starch-like kind of where it just kind of like holds it together it's mm-hmm. galaxy is a good like um give me good, two give me two three other hops and yeah it's yeah mosaic citra are my two favorite hops that i've ever used um if you mix in galaxy it can do a nice combo of like blending it mm-hmm. but i mean citra just i mean this this beer is like perfect dude yeah. it's a perfect beer yeah yeah this you is... have the hops you have the bitterness you have the bitterness from the hops, I should say, and then you have like it's just smooth. It's just 
Why would you? You could drink this all day. I mean, for what we've drank today so far. I mean, we've, we've messed with some well north of 11% alcohol beers. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is... This was canned, I want to say, two, three weeks ago. It has a very mellow burn towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. But it's still like a... This is really good. Uh, Shannon, what do you think about this one? Oh, cleanses my palate. <laughs> you mean you're washing your mouth out of from the stouts? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so I was thinking, uh, let's go. Uh, let's do a little over overrated, underrated, hockey wise. Absolutely, let's fucking go. I love these things. I'm gonna sit down for this. <laughs> um, is Louis yeah. Erickson still underrated now, or is he just like on his way out? Does anybody fucking care about Louis Erickson? Yeah, but he was the guy that was talked about for like nine years as underrated. And he was. All right. No, we're talking. We're talking about this season. Okay. So, Calgary Flame, the Calgary Flames, overrated, underrated. Over. Um, I don't know, man. I I, I want to say over, but I think they've had a lot of like detractors about against them. I think a lot of people are picking them to go pretty far, though. Gold thing is probably gonna bite in the ass. I'm gonna go overrated this year. Yeah. I I think I'm with you on that. But that might be East Coast bias. It's it could, possible. It could yeah. be. And the fact that now I have CBC, I might be able to catch the more like late night games. Um, but I'm gonna go overrated for now. I mean, they'll probably have the offensive, you know, firepower, but it all depends upon. Joe Monahan, Kachuk, like. Yeah. It all depends upon the back end. You know. And Giordano was Norris Trophy last year, so I mean, you. Yeah, but can he withstand? He you was know. 35 years old last year doing that. Exactly. You know, the wear and tear. Yeah. So. This ain't a festival where Brian's just dancing the night That's away. That's right. I know. Getting his dance on. Um, I'm Brock Bozer. Overrated and underrated. Besser, I think, is a 60-point guy. So, depending what your standpoint on that is, do you think... I think, he- I think he's underrated. I think he can become a center point of that team that need... Between him and... Between him and uh, Horvat, Horvat, I think they can help bring Vancouver back to um, at least relevance contention. Um, are they going to be that dominant team? That you really they were? need uh, Quint Hughes to be something. Agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent on that. But he's small. He's. I mean, I see small. He's five ten. But I like, mean, but how how old is he though? Too. But we. 20 but yeah. we also this is the conference that we watched Les Hemsky die for how long <laughs> yeah. we were me and you Brian, it's, but like, it's but it's not as bad as it was back then though it's still it's, it's still, still yeah I mean Win, Winnipeg is a beast but we also just watched fucking Pittsburgh there you go over right. you want to go to overrated underrated I think Winnipeg is overrated uh, overrated I think they're garbage this year they have no fucking defensemen and they need to well because everybody got fucking hurt they have no fucking money. They have no money, but I mean, I'm, I, it's not just seeing it from a saber standpoint. Like, hey, take our spare parts. <laughs> but like, but it, but it's it's really like, like you yeah. need you need like a legitimately NHL or like right shot defenseman, and you can't just be going around saying Neil Pionk is going to be fucking well, no, your they top. Trade, they trade. Hey, true don't talk about my fucking boy. Well, <laughs> just because you need your fantasy to do well and like try to get twenty three extra points. He'd probably fucking kill my plus minus. You know, they trade Truba 
fucking Truba Myers Bufflin goes fucking a wall. Okay, see you later, right-handed D. Well, you, know? Know? you got Myers, you got Myers in Montreal. Vancouver right now too. Yeah, and Bolu's hurt. So yeah. Bolu was like. What the Sabres seventh defenseman last year and the yeah. worst one like a horrible fucking team, mind you. I was more of a Bolu fan than a lot of, you know, the shit that was going on there. But that's poor usage of a bad coach right there. Right. And, yeah. um, but come on, man, like this. So you, you, have, you don't have NHL defensemen. They're on that grasping at right straws. You so. have Josh Morrissey is your best defenseman. And he's, not, the, he's, he's not a top four defenseman. Yeah, he's, not, he's not bad. No, he, but he's not a one or a two. But he's not an island. No, he's all you, by You're himself. putting a guy. It's the same thing that happened here with Tyler Myers. Tyler Myers wasn't a number one. Could he play a three four role? Absolutely. Sure. But you're not. You're putting these guys in a position that you're trying to build them into something that they're not going to be. Like, it's hard. You If you want Sidney Crosby fucking. For checking the shit out of your ass for you know twenty minutes a night, sure. no one wants to deal with that, and you're skating 24, 25 minutes to go on top of that. Like that's not going to work. When they're going to go in there and you got to rag it up against the wall, or you got to try to like make some dumps, it's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, they're to me they're overrated. No, oh, yeah, I I totally. Agree. And I mean, Buffalo coming back like. Even then, does that could really make a difference? If no. his head's not mentally there, like the dude's ready to leave eight million on the table. Sure. Like. Yeah, if he's if he doesn't want to play hockey, then. Same thing with Justin Williams, mind you. Justin Williams has been doing this for fucking twenty years. Yeah. All right, Justin Williams is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, dude, how many cups he got? Four. Something like that. Three. He's got two of the Kings. One with the Canes. One with the Canes. I think that's three. The Capitals? Did he get... No, he missed the Capitals. He's got three. Mr. Game 7. Yeah. He is a guy that is a playoff performer. I don't think the rest of his numbers back it up, and I don't think he was as good enough to... Like, D... um, He has longevity to have stats. D. Carboneau got... Yeah. Got in the Hall of Fame based off his defensive prowess with it. And I, I think that's a real controversial guy. So I'm going to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't know if Justin Williams is the Hall of Fame. And I, you know how much I fucking love Justin Williams. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say yes just because of I'm gonna say no his postseason for- stuff. But, like, you might be right on, you know, on that. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the regular season stats come into play when it comes to the Hall of Fame. And even though he's a, you know, primetime performer when it comes to the playoffs, he might be... Marc-Andre Fleury, overrated or underrated? Underrated. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with rated evenly. I think he's good where he's at. Because there's so many people that will hold him up there. I think, think, yeah, I think the media gives him enough praise. Um, Overall... I mean, my personal opinion, I underrate him. I I think I underrate him, too, because I I think his flaws are too much... um, I don't respect him enough, as he probably should. 
as or as I probably should. Well, when, on the teams that he was on, he was overshadowed by the primetime players, you know. And, and well, I mean, that's the name. I hold him to the fact that okay, you're on Pittsburgh, so fuck you. I, I <laughs> so you, have, you have Crosby and Malkin, first ballot Hall of Famers, without a doubt. Yeah, but he saved yeah. some games for them when they. Oh, that's it. I mean, He's also like, costed them some games. True. Yeah. yeah. There was that playoff yeah. series that you know Matt Murray has to go in because Crosby couldn't or. You know, yeah. Flurry couldn't stop a fucking semi truck. But then he goes to Vegas on a fucking team where cast off. Yeah, it was a bunch like, of here, people. Here, take that, an asset with you to yeah. take. Them. And they have a GM in place that knows what he's doing, and they make the fucking Cup Finals Does, in their first. Does year. he know what he's doing? Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it's the, the he did he played his cards very well. Yeah. So I wonder how that's going to. But yeah, the Seattle the Seattle fucking team but, is going to be interesting. Man. But did he play the system the way it was laid out too? Well, oh, he totally did. Yeah. And I think that teams this time around, when it comes to Seattle coming in, aren't going to be as generous as they were. Yeah. And that's that's going to be key. Like, but they're getting the same rules that Vegas got, though. Correct. Yeah, but we just we just went through it now. Right. So teams are going to be like, okay, if that happened. Fuck that. Here's, <laughs> you know here's, a, I mean? here's a question: When you go into the next. Um, expansion draft. Do you give up a first round pick not to take somebody? If you're the Sabers, and you have to protect protect same same type of rules, uh, do you give up a first round pick to not like let Will Borgen or Lor- uh, Lawrence Pilot go? No, you let him take him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, what's your landscape projecting a roster in two years? I mean, you have. You got to protect Miller. You got to protect Montour and Yokoharu there. So you're going to protect three, or do you leave Ristolainen? Or is Ristolainen gone off that roster? Ristolainen's gone off the roster. I don't think I don't think Ristolainen makes it on this roster till the end of the year. There's talk that he might not last to the end of the month. That's what I mean. Like if Ristolainen is if Ristolainen is on this team at the end of the year, it's going to surprise fucking everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just. Everybody in the league knows that they're trying to get rid of him. Like, you're going to have some team at the trade downline being like, hey, you want some picks for that dude? And at that point, fucking, then I just be like, all right, yeah, whatever. Just what if it. you're sitting in second place behind only the Maple Leafs? The Lightning behind you or vice versa? It, are you, are you depends, going for it or what? It depends on what fucking wrist line its fucking stats are, though. Yeah. What are you trying to bring in? Are you trying to bolster your roster? Or are you trying to go for futures? Are you trying to give up a expiring contract for that? To right now, are Sabres overrated, or underrated? Probably evenly rated. If you're looking overall, like what the media yeah. gives them and everything else, nobody's expecting them to be like the greatest team in the world. Which does that make you think that they're underrated? No, no, because no. I mean they're not. But if they're going to continue to rifle off wins. I mean, well, Bucci Cross has predicts them to make the playoffs. Like, you have people predicting them to get the playoffs. So, like, it's... it's People understand what's there. It's... Can they execute? How far are they going to go? Why don't we uh, end off our overrated, underrated on... Uh, We'll kick it back old school. Fucking take it back to uh, Mike Badano. Overrated, underrated. 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 I mean, the dude 
basically was the best U.S. player ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Patty Kane's probably taking that from him, right? Mm, I don't know. Is Patty Kane going to get to motherfucking Mike goddamn Babcock, that motherfucking <laughs> piece of shit, the fucking... <laughs> Fuck him. I was hoping this was going to happen. Do you want me to go off? Yeah, I was hoping that That motherfucker let the goddamn legend Mike Madonna play 1,499 fucking games. Someone signed Mike Madonna to a goddamn contract, let him take one twirl around the fucking ice, and get 15,000. He's already in the fucking Hall of Fame. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Madonna, are you kidding me? Fuck you, Babcock. Fuck you. What a fucking legend, dude. Are you kidding me? Madonna? With, dude. Let's go. Fucking Just give, him, give him that extra dude. game from the fucking parents and the Mighty Ducks, dude. Yeah, man. There you go. Just add that to his fucking stats. <laughs> he played in the Stars organization from 89 to fucking 2010. And can you believe like that Madonna's last year was 10-11? That's crazy, man, that he's wow. been out of the league for fucking that long already. Yeah. We're like, fucking... Madonna wasn't ever, like, like blazing fucking numbers, man. But he played some tough fucking years he was in the consistent, 90s, man. man. We all can agree that Mike Madonna is underrated. Yeah, he did more like, shit all over the ice, though. You know, Patty Kane's probably going to come out with more points and more games. Good chance. And, you know, it's going to look like, oh, hey, he's done this stuff. But, like, I don't know, the era that Madonna was playing in and... Just everything that he accomplished. To be that first American-born player to do the things he did. And you had Joe Mullen tearing shit up at the time. And then you had, from an American standpoint, but you still had Gretzky, Lemieux, like, Yager. Like, you had some real players. I mean, from an American standpoint, we talk about Brian Leach, Urchelli, Hall. I mean, who... That's who you're talking about. Yeah, I I mean, like... Brett Hall... No, Brett Hall's Canadian, wasn't he? Dual citizenship. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm not. I'm not counting that. Nope, he played for the U.S. Though. Did he? Yep. His dad was Canadian technically, so he had Canadian citizenship. I thought he played. He played I thought he played for the Canadian national team too, though. Played for U.S. Yeah, he's got that glorious song, dude. Fuck Brett Hall. Yeah, fuck Brett Hall. But still, Brett Hall's still a fucking legend too. I do love the fact that he trolls fucking people about the fucking ninety nine fucking cup. I I love him. It's the so fact it's so funny. annoying, but like he like fucking embraces the fact that he wants to troll the shit out of people about it. Like I'm glad that he can have fun with it, and people that want to get pissed off about it, dude, just fucking calm the fuck down. He's just a dude that probably has brain. He has fucking brain damage. Just let him fucking do his thing. He looks like a fucking ECW wrestler at this point in his life. Dude, he's like fat and then just like hit with garbage cans. Dude, dude, dude. You could probably like him between him, Rob Ray, and Jeremy Roenick's fucking heads, man. It's just like you can just like it's all fucking Play Doh. You could just like mesh together. I, I, but you just named like three, like, ugh. yeah. I mean, Brett Hall doesn't say that much anymore, but Ronick and Ray, like, they're pretty useful to this, like, NHL still because they can just talk and just say random shit. Dude, that Blues fucking, you know, championship fucking parade with him on there, man. Good good for them, no. Good, mean, for, good for Was the Oates blues. part of it? Because he should have been. Fucking, you know, Brett Hall, man, he was just, 
I mean, he was just loving life. How about like Sunquist throwing up on himself in the car? <laughs> so that nothing will ever top the fucking Capitals fucking celebrating. So no, I'll be like trash at like. I mean, that's the thing. Let's see. Let's see the Sabers win the cup and fucking that. That's what's going to top it. Yeah, Rat uh, no, is gonna be... people will top it from Buffalo. The team won't. Like, oh, dude, the, yeah. Yeah, are you kidding me? You don't think fucking Eichel's gonna be fucking like doing some weird ass shit with that fucking cup? Uh, Buffalo, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Come on, let's be real. <laughs> I don't think he will. I think not he's as, too, not as much like, as no, Ovi, dude, man. dude. If you win that cup, man, he's gonna fucking go wild. Not as much as Ovi, man. Yeah, no, Ovi just Ovi like just... plus plus. Okay, dude, do you think Gergensen's isn't gonna fucking do some weird ass fucking European shit if he's still on the team? No, I think he's just gonna go like drink like eight days a week like he normally does and <laughs> right. fucking like, and, like put like beautiful Instagram posts up or something with him and his wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like this is my sunshine. No, dude, no <laughs> one's gonna top Ovi, man. No, yeah, you, yeah, you really can't. Ovi with that cup, no one's gonna top that shit. I needed that in my lifetime. I I'm so glad it happened. Me too. So yeah, we're gonna wrap this shit up. Go follow us on uh, all your social medias. Go to uh, Facebook and Twitter at What the Hops, Instagram at What the Hops Podcast. And uh, go to bigheadsmedia.com and uh, hoppedupnetwork.com. And go check us out. Go check our friends out. And, dude, hockey's fucking back, guys. Let's, uh... Fuck yeah, man. We'll snipe Sully! That's right. Let's Let's enjoy the sport that, you know, keeps us alive through the cold winter months. You know, everybody's all really into football. Real quick, just so we can say this, though, too. People talk about, especially living in Buffalo, like, oh, fall's great. Everyone loves fall. No, fuck fall. Number one, everyone in this goddamn town that bitches about fucking and getting cold and cold and shitty and suck, fuck you. Because I'll tell you right now, why do you want a season where everything's dying and getting colder? Go fuck yourself. Spring is better than summer. Or spring is better than fall. Hey. The only thing that sucks about fall is the fact when it rains and it's like fucking 45 degrees. Fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah it sucks in the summer, but we just know, get in there. Get, you know what? Give me the fucking 60 degree weather, you know, or 48, like 55 degree weather. Mm-hmm. You know, I can deal with that. Sun's out, whatever. I don't fucking care. That's right. Once it starts fucking raining and it's under fucking 60 degrees, fuck that. Yeah. Good. It's Miserable. terrible. It's a terrible feeling. Fall sucks, dude. Beer sucks in the fall. Like, this shit's also out August 1st, by the way, so fuck them. Um, Christmas beer, I'm ready to start drinking about 15 minutes from now because that's probably when it's coming out. I mean, we basically did today, so. No, I don't give a fuck. Fuck. Fuck fall. Okay? <laughs> I hate fall. Fall sucks. Fall is not a good season. Kiss my ass. Yeah. So, watch some fucking hockey. Fuck you, fall. Yep, fuck you. And go Sabres. That note. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.